Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG online, WGWG.org. We talk movies each week right here on Cinema Scene. We have uh, guests we have come in from time to time. We talk about uh, what's out in theaters. We give you reviews. It varies from week to week, but the one constant is film. And uh, today, very, very happy to have Kim and Catherine Kluge. Am I right on that last name, Kluge? Is that correct? Yes. That's right. Awesome. Kim and Catherine, uh, appreciate both of you being here today. Uh, you had an amazing experience to, uh, to work on this film with this guy that people may have known, may hear his name, Martin Scorsese. Is that right? Uh, oh, oh, uh, what's that name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marty, I think is what his friends call him. I'm not a friend yet, so I can't call him Marty, but uh, yeah, um, the film is called... We call him Maestro. <laughs> Maestro, yeah, well, he, yes. he likes to call me Maestro because I'm a conductor. And I always say, no, 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 you're the Maestro. So we have this kind of Maestro Wars thing going. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the film is called Silence, uh, but you guys have been involved in, in making music for years, and so before we talk about silence and your work on that, let's get some background on how um, both of your journeys into into the, the love of music. How did that happen, and and how did that happen together as well? Because that's a whole different story. So, who wants to start, Kim or Catherine? I'll jump in. First of all, a great uh, it's great to uh, it's always wonderful and a and a pleasure and an honor to speak with other cinephiles, and um, so thank you. Um, well, you know, it, it's, it's an, it's an interesting question because, um, especially the, you know, how we work together. I mean, we, uh, people often ask us, you know, how the heck do you guys compose together and how do you compose together as, you know, as husband, wife, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and for the longest time we, we had problems answering that because, you know, we'd say, you know, there's not a clear division of labor. It's not like, okay, Catherine, you do the lyrics. Like music and, and lyrics. Yeah, music and lyrics. Right. Or, you know, y- you do the music and I'll do the orchestration. It's mm-hmm. all very fluid and all very organic. And, um, but we do have different strengths. And uh, mm-hmm. Catherine won't say this because she's, she's the self-effacing one <laughs> of the team. Yeah, yeah. But her middle name is Foster. She's named after her ancestor, Stephen Foster. Wow. American. Great tunesmith, and I swear she has his same genius. Wow! Creating melody. Catherine can sit down at the piano. We're both pianists. She can sit down at the piano, and just these perfectly crafted melodies. Which she can just improvise them. They'll just dribble from her fingers, and I'll be like drooling, saying, "How do you do that?" <laughs> because you know, I'm you know the Germanic part of my brain, you know, kind of agonizes over everything. So Kim is the you know he's kind of the the elect intellectual visionary of the two and um you know when he when he comes up with something it's just absolutely brilliant so he's um you know and, and he kind of shapes what we do he he comes up with a vision so yeah um, well you know you kim you mentioned the organic in the operation well Catherine's being very generous sometimes <laughs> intellectual visionary the the, the the um vernacular sometimes is the bs'er you know? <laughs> <laughs> well kim you mentioned the aspect of the organic aspect of what you're able to do did you did you both know that pretty early on when you started working together that it was just it, it just you guys were able to flow without it being forced? Well, I think we started working kind of separately. Uh, I mean, I've always sort of improvised at the piano, and okay. that's kind of how I work. I come up with things through improvisation. Um, and Kim um, and Kim was you know coming up with his his own stuff, you know, when we were married and. 
Um, and then we, I, we realized we were giving each other comments and tips and, and, and advice and, and just or sort of perspective. You know, I would give him my perspective. He'd give me his perspective when I was playing. And we, we thought, you know, maybe we should actually just be doing this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. And we, we you know, uh, we, we'd worked together for a long time. Um, you know, I worked for, uh, we, we met through Kim's Symphony Orchestra. He's a conductor. And um, I started working for them, and, and we became friends. And then later, we became more, and yeah, uh, yeah. we were just good partners. Yeah. And, and then we came together in our music, which was amazing. So. And I have to say, in answering the question, how, you know, how do we do it, because we, especially we get that from other um, composer teams, to say, you know, how do you guys do it? And actually, we finally came up with an answer. Would you like to hear it? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, and it's actually quite simple. After we finish a project, um, I will turn to Catherine. I'll say, you know, Catherine, wow, that, that turned out a lot better. Right? That, that, you know, that was really not bad. And you know something, though? That really was all you. Yeah. You know, that, and, uh, and, and Catherine will say, absolutely, genuinely, both of us, she'll turn and say, no, Kim, that was you. It was mostly you in that project. Yeah. So, I guess the moral of the story is, we 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 get we got lucky, and yeah. and we have a relationship where, in our music, we defer to one another. Yeah. And 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 I think that's a reflection of you know just our general relationship. And maybe that's a secret for you know, partner partnerships in general. Yeah. Um, but we just you know we got very lucky. It's it's, it's a lot of it is chemistry. Well, I think I think that is uh, just a wonderful lesson is to always build on each other and to support each other and to celebrate each other no matter what it is whether it's you know whether it's um doing art together music together or just being um being together but when you celebrate the success and the talent of others i think we only get better and uh, i just i just commend you on that that's that's amazing and uh I no know. that's well and that's exactly that's that's exactly Right. I mean, celebrating each other and celebrating the gifts of the other person, is you, that's the key. That very eloquently put, mm-hmm. Noel. And, in fact, I, you know, Catherine is so genuinely self-effacing. She's the most humble person I know. Um, and I would always tell her, you know, I said, you know, I've had the pleasure of well, work. And you have to be when you work with a maestro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, I've had the pleasure, the incredible pleasure and honor of working with some of the world's greatest musicians, yeah. you know, Brantford. Salas, he's performed with my orchestra, and we've written music for him, which he's performed, you know, Midori, other legends, and the greatest performers, and I always say to Catherine, you are the most gift, naturally gifted musician I have ever met. Wow. This is... this this is like a really? love fest. This is a love she's, fest. She's like, really? Because you know she's 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 truly humble. When that yeah. she doesn't really see herself that way. Yeah. So, you know that makes it really easy for me. Oh. <laughs> and then you know then uh, but yeah it's a it's a relationship uh, we do celebrate one another and it's very uh, it's it's a gift yeah. we we got lucky. Well, that's wonderful. I, I tell you, I have I have really enjoyed um, pouring over um, some of your music this week, and I am. Um, I'm always drawn to piano and to keyboards. My, my father uh, played piano so from the time I was uh, a young kid. I, you know, I would hear him play, and he would, he would write stuff, and he would play stuff, and then he played in church. And so I would always go when he was doing rehearsals, and 
that particular instrument instrument has always just spoken to me. And um, as I've listened to some of your work, um, I, the first thing I listened to was the the piece, the return, uh, and uh, just hearing some of the the beautiful the beautiful pieces that just painted visual images. I was just blown away. And Catherine, I've got to say. Beautiful voice as well. Um, you know, being able to hear you sing was just absolutely wonderful as well. So um, I just commend you on on what you do, but I love the piano and, and what you guys are able to do with that uh, instrument in particular. Well, we're both pianists, and um, so, you know, we have to fight over the piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I couldn't have paid you enough to make, make that compliment over singing because she's, I've always encouraged her to do more um, yeah. you know, singing, songwriting. Her brother is a. She has one sibling, and he's a singer songwriter. He's a singer in the family. But yeah. Catherine has this, you know, very unaffected way of singing, and I. I yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You for that, absolutely. Well, let's very talk. You're you. welcome. You're welcome. Well, let's let's talk about uh, this. Let's talk about the film Silence, that uh, was really, in in many ways, to me, was um, was underrated because it didn't get in front of as many people as it should have. And um, I don't know how that happened, but, uh, but each year I get to um, I, I, I vote in year-end awards with the Broadcast Film Critics Association, and this movie just did not show up on our radar, and, and I really hated that. And, um, and the soundtrack as well is really unique and an interesting mix to me that, that was almost sound design and composing together and com- coming into something that was originally unique. And so let's talk about the, the process of this film, how you got uh, into this film, and, and we'll kind of see where it takes us from there. But, uh, but how did this happen? How did this opportunity happen to work with, with a legend? Well, um, in, I met Mr. Scorsese at his home in New York. And um, when we started talking about silence, um, which, as you know, was his, his passion project. He had worked on it for 28 years. Um, I asked him about the music, and because I had, I had, at that point, I hadn't read the book. Um, I didn't even know about the project. Right. I mean, yeah. And he said, well, you know, I don't want any, I don't want any Hollywood score. In fact, I, I, I don't want any, or- definitely no orchestra. I don't want any traditional Japanese music. I don't want any Gregorian chant. In fact, I don't want any music. And I said, well, what are you, you know, what are you hearing? Yeah. He said, I'm hearing the sounds of nature. Yeah. But as he elaborated, he added, he said, yes, he said, but they have to be, they have to have melody and be musical. Right. Right. So that was, you know, quite a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, it was a very bold vision, but he's a very bold director. Yes. And uh, I think also what made it challenging is he really wanted to, so he was going against the grain, uh, the current trend in cinema, which is you know faster and faster pace, which is a reflection of the way we live. He constantly said to me, and you'll hear this in Thelma's, uh, his editor's interviews, that he, he intentionally wanted to go against that grain, and he wanted to slow people down. He wanted to slow the viewer down. And I think um, you know, he also didn't want to lead the listener um, which also Thelma, his editor, will will say if, if she talks about the score, and he didn't want you know 
heroic music for the you know for or villain music. Right. He didn't right. want to vilify anyone, or um, he didn't want to lead anyone's ear. He wanted you to just find your own way through the story. So that was also you know part I think of his uh, his approach. So we strove to conjure music that that sort of emanated like the mist from the rocks and right. the sea and the landscape. So it's more subliminal, subconscious, right. um, ethereal. Uh, and I think that's that's seemed to be what he was, maybe what he was hearing inside his head that he wasn't, you know, um, that he hadn't found yeah. yet. Uh, yeah, so. He yeah. Wanted, so he wanted us to to find nature's musical voice. voice. Yeah. Right. That was our oh, challenge. Yeah. yeah. To, to nature's musical voice and then to make nature sing with the full gamut of human emotion and feeling. And so not only was it, and, and in that first conversation, as he was talking about half an hour into the conversation, I said, Mr. Scorsese, I think, I think I'm hearing what you're, what, you're, what you're striving for. And I coined it as a new kind of Shinto music because he said he didn't want traditional Shinto music. He didn't want traditional Japanese music. But it was a new kind of music like Shinto in that it, it, it came from nature. It was actually nature's voice. Right. And, but he also wanted it very zen-like. He wanted it, below, he wanted it to be like the mist in the movie. Right. You know, those incredible images by uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. It, where where, where you know, the, the, the music was there but it wasn't there. It was very elusive. Yeah. Wow. You know, Scorsese has always, to me, been so brilliant with understanding the importance of sound, of silence, and of music, and how all of those play together, and how they can play together well. And uh, you just, we, uh, I mean, I've gone back and just looked at, at many of his films just for that very thing in mind. The visuals absolutely are incredible, but when you can just separate the visuals and just listen, it's amazing the story that he's able to tell because of what he's able to do um, with those he works with through uh, the sound design, the composing, and silence. And I feel that the same thing has happened here. So, so after you had this, uh, this daunting task of doing something um, really unique and, and different, what was that process like for you? Um, I mean, did you were you working on things each day? Did he send you, uh, you know, were you on the set? Tell me how that process worked as far as uh, coming up with these, with this music of nature. Yeah, and um, per your your uh, earlier point, you know, he is so humble about his his musical background and training, but truly, truly. He's a musical genius. Yeah. And because, because he has um, genius instincts about sound and music. And like every great musician, understands that music is painted on a canvas of silence. So he understands the role of silence in music. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, uh, regarding your question about the process, you know, it was extraordinarily unusual. Um, but but so gratifying. First of all, the, the sound was kind of eluding them because you know here you have this legendary director who's already in the history books for for his use of music. But he wanted to go. He didn't want to rest on his laurels and just repeat another you know a formula that worked for him. He wanted to go in a totally different direction, and so he brought us in very early. 
In fact, I was the, I, they flew me out to New York. I was the very first person to see the rough cut. And so, and, and so we were composing largely from the novel. Okay, yeah. okay. And from the conversations that Kim had with, with um, the maestro. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes. So it was, uh, we, we really worked off the book a lot. We, we read it many times, and we took lots of notes. And there's actually a lot of oral cues, you know, um, oral imagery in the book um, that Endo uses. And so we would actually compose for scenes um, and sounds and images um, from the book. Wow. Uh, and we would send him uh, the passage of the book uh, or a quote or, or just an image um, and along with the sample, along with the, the cue. And, you know, we were terrified because, you know, here we are, you know, working with the maestro. Right. We thought, you know, he's going to send back a gazillion notes. Oh, I hate this. Or, you know, 99% of it is wrong and maybe there's a glint. No. Because I think partly because we were all working from the book, he was working from the book. We were working from the the book. Wow! Um, that because you know he he co-wrote the sp- the screenplay. Okay. Yeah. okay, So he you know he was also very close to the words. Right. You know? Yeah. He he had a profound connection to the words, mm-hmm. which we shared. So the the, to the story and and so it was. I will have to say the easiest and the the happiest collaboration of my career. Uh, other than with Catherine, right? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I had to save you there, Kim. I had to save you just thank a little bit. Thank you. You know, I owe, I owe you. <laughs> so, you know, it amazes me that you were working from the book and not the screenplay. That is absolutely fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. And I think, and I think he, and I think he, it really resonated with him. It was yeah. like, you know, we, we were going to the source. We were going back to the Bible. Right. We were going back to the Holy Word. And because the, the, the words are so um, pregnant with rich oral mm. imagery, uh, Endo uses uh, he, 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 his descriptions of the sounds coming from nature, and the sounds of silence are so rich. And he, and he repeats them, okay. sort of like, you like, know, like, like motives, exactly, right. like the ocean, yeah. the rain, maybe a, you know... Um, you know, when, when a bird, when there's a bird call, you know it's significant. Right. You know, when there's a cock crowing, yeah. for instance, you know, you, you know it's, it's important. Um, so, you know, and I think that Scorsese's team also, and Scorsese himself also used other nature sounds, too, um, that were really significant uh, in the film for them. Well, I, I don't think um, Mr. Scorsese or Thalma, you know, Schoonmaker, his legendary editor, you know, she only, what, she only works on Scorsese films. They've worked together for 50 years, ever since the Woodstock movie. Wow, yeah, yeah. Won, you know, more Academy Awards than anyone. But she, um, she and, and he um, were always working from the book. And because we were as well, it was this very natural process. In fact, you know, we would send them cues. And then we'd wait for a response, and I would very gingerly ask, you know, tell me, well, you know, has, has the maestro listened? You know, has Mr. Scorsese had an opportunity to listen? <laughs> and um, she, she, her response was always, you know, we, we are, she, she would say, Marty is so grateful wow. that you understand what he needs. Wow. And my jaw would drop. Yeah. Like, 
So we just kept, so we just kept sending more, yeah. and she would give us the same feedback, and then wow. we sent her more, and she gave us the same feedback, and I kept saying, "Wow, this is like, this is too good to be true." Yeah. A lot this, of our original this, music was um, was actually used without any, you know, need for revision or. Um, yeah, our, our drafts that we created yeah. that we uh, ended up in the, in the in the film, but you know, it's it's their genius. I think. You know, we thought we were sending them drafts that we'd have to come back and re-engineer them, you know, and, and uh, invest a lot of time and effort into, into, into getting them ready for the movie. We were kind of but, experimenting. We were experimenting with different sounds. Like, for instance, you know, we used, uh, we, we were auditioning oceans okay. sounds and cicada sounds, and, and we were experimenting with um, instruments from the time, okay. uh, like the viol de gambe. Um, we were experimenting with that, and then a tromba. So they were they were instruments in the Western world right. that that uh, the priests would have known. Um, so that when you hear them, they're just sort of like memories of you know that they might have had from home, yeah. mixed in with you know. But they also have they also have sort of a, an Asian feel to them if, right. when they're played in a different way. So we we were just experimenting with all the bells and voices, you know, wordless choirs. Yeah. Um, Things like that. So, so we were just sending them things that we thought were interesting and experimenting. But we, were, um, so. we were just like, as we kept saying, Mr. Scorsese, we're just going to throw things up on a canvas and just pass them to you. And so we thought they were, you know, they were just like improvisations, and we right. thought they were very rough. But part of the genius is both he and Thelma, they like that rawness. Wow. They don't want it to be, I don't think they wanted it to be overly polished. Yeah. They wanted a raw um, authenticity. Well, well and, you know, I think, that, and that's very un-Hollywood. Yeah, but you know, to me, that fits the story, and and you you know, it, it fits the the kind of rawness of what what the characters are going through. So I think it 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 was amazing, and the way you described it is like, yeah, I, I, at this point, I can't think of any different score uh, or or way of scoring for this film now that you know that. Yeah. And, you know, he could have gone with a big, you know, action-adventure score. He could have done, you know, so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you'll appreciate this anecdote. So we had to audition, quote-unquote, different sounds. And we, we conceived it very orchestrally, even though he said, he said, I don't want an orchestra. And even though he engaged the two orchestra composers, I mean, Catherine and I, that's what we do, he didn't want orchestra. But I think in t- instinctively, and again, this is part of his musical genius, Instinctively, he wanted us to bring some of that painting on a big canvas, right. which is, we do as our castle composers, to this new, this new sound world that we were creating together. So instead of using orchestral percussion like timpani, we used the sounds of the ocean. Instead of using the orchestral wind of flutes, we used cicadas and the sound of the wind. But the cicadas, this is Scorsese's um, mania for authenticity, the cicadas, and we auditioned many, many of them. They had to be from Nagasaki. Man. They had to be Nagasaki cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely. That's a true it. story. Wow. Wow. Well, you, you, you saw, you were one of the first to see, you were the first to see the rough cut. Now, to walk me through when both of you got to see that final cut for the first time and how it all came together. Talk about that experience. Um, is this, now, is this also, is this, was this the first film that you've worked on? 
um, we had, you know, we come from the performing arts world. Right, and right. we, uh, our friends, we had done smaller uh, feature films okay, for a friend okay. who, who knew we were cinephiles. And right. so we were, you know, uh, but yeah, in lots of ways, you know, this is, I mean, this is our, this is our first big one. Yeah. And, you know, we were spoiled because, you know, <laughs> yeah. what do you do next? <laughs> exactly. But, but uh, per, your, per your question... Yes. Yeah. It, well, it was it was amazing to see you know to see um, Prieto's and Scorsese's images with our sounds wow. and our music. It was it was just unbelievable. You know, it yeah. was um, it, it was surreal and and beautiful and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It just it was a dream. Yeah, and, it really was. And Rodrigo Prieto, the cinematographer, we met him at the L.A. premiere and. He, um, we we told him. I, I I said, you know, your images are so amazing. I mean, you could take any single frame from his cinematography, and it, you could frame it as a as a you know artwork. And I told him that. I said, you know, and what we what we each strove to do was to create an aural equivalent that we wanted to pack into a single note or two notes, a whole world of emotion, a whole universe of emotion, just like he did with his images. You could take a single frame, and he packed a whole story, a whole universe of feeling into a single frame. It, he's a genius. Yeah. And, you know, he was, you know he, he was very flattering. He said, you know, I, I so appreciate a score that works, that, you know, that, that works so well with the images. And, um, you know, it, it's a very, it was a very organic... Um, creation and of course that comes from Scorsese. He, yeah. he he kind of he he was the master chef and yeah. he he knew how to bring the team in and to create that kind of organic mix. Well, it it, it really did work. Uh, Kim and Catherine Kluge, our guest here on Cinema Scene on WGWG.org. Um, website, uh, Kim, should I send them to uh, your website? Our listeners, KimAllenKluge.com. Is that the best place to find your works? Yes, for now, yes. All right. Uh, We're evolving into a joint website, but that, that is the best place for now. Yeah, and it is Kim, and it's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, Kluge, K-L-U-G-E, dot com. And you can find uh, all sorts of things there, um, bios. You can find uh, selections of the music from, from both Kim and Catherine. And um, you've got, do you have any other projects you want to talk about uh, to let our listeners know about? Um, well, um, yes, the soundtrack to Silence uh, uh, was recently released, and I think the DVD just came out, what, two days ago? Um, and our next recording project uh, will be um, something very different. It's the American Concerto. So it you know, comes as a very classical name, but it's, the music is very cinematic. So actually, I think it would p- appeal to, to your listeners. In fact, um, I- uh, you might have heard some of it on the website. Our neighbor is Alexander Payne. Yes, yes. And he came over. Um, uh, we, we had sent him, when we were writing it, we sent him a little clip just to run it by him. And I said to Kevin, oh, you know, he's, he will probably, you know, probably, he's too busy shooting a film. We came over for dinner. He came in whistling the theme, which is not, <laughs> which is not very whistleable. And, so, and he said, you know, that is so cinematic, wow. your, your music. The concerto is so cinematic, so it uh, um, we 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 made it as an ode to to America and America's love affair with cinema and as kind of our great American uh, 20th century art form. 
and um, uh, that will be released very soon. Wonderful. Well, we, we will be looking for that, Kim. Uh, Kim and Catherine, you guys have any other uh, final thoughts or uh, anything else you want to share with our, with our listeners? Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us and talk about silence. We love, we love it. So, you know, we love that project so much. It, it was such a joy for us. It's, it's a joy to talk about it. And, you know, um, I, I, I would, wouldn't be honest, uh, being, being honest, if I didn't say that I was disappointed that the movie didn't do as well in the box office and the awards. Uh, to go back to your initial point, right. and, and, but Mr. Scorsese and Thelma, they always say, Kim, Catherine, we don't create movies to win awards. We, we create movies that will last. Yes. Yes. And they did. This is a movie. This is a movie that will last. This is a movie that will last forever. It will outlive all of us. And that is the, that therein lies the gratification. Absolutely. And, uh, and, the, and the two of you are a major part of, uh, of making that happen. So, Kim and Catherine Kluge, we appreciate you spending time with us. I could actually talk to you probably all day. Um, and I do appreciate you taking the time. This has been wonderful. Uh, been a real joy for me. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Noel. Thank you. Know, look, thank you. Look forward to continuing our uh, when, when we get our next Scorsese project. Absolutely. Uh, to our listeners, you can always email us info at wgwg.org, and uh, we'll set you up and let you know how to get in contact and find out more if you want to find out more about Kim and Catherine Kluge or anything else we do right here on WGWG or Cinema Scene. Until next time, I'm Noel Manning, and that is a wrap. <laughs>